Welcome, welcome. You are listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And we've got a pretty cool interview lined up for you guys that should be hitting your ears very soon. And I'm kind of excited about it, actually. I'm really into what's going on with massage therapy education. And a big part of it is I used to... um, for about eight years work at one of these private career colleges here in the greater Toronto area. I actually had my hand in three different campuses across the city. And in case you don't know, there's been some major changes happening to massage therapy education. And so before we get into that, so if you're not in one of the regulated provinces, and we'll talk about what that means, or even if you're not in Canada or you just don't understand massage therapy education at least how it works in Canada I'll give you a little bit of background so there are four regulated provinces and when we're talking about a regulated province we're saying that there is a governing body in that particular province that oversees massage therapy activity so for example there's a college of massage therapists of Ontario the CMTO. They are a regulatory body for massage therapists in Ontario. They protect the public by ensuring that competency and quality of care provided by massage therapists meets a certain standard. So all of the regulatory bodies or all the colleges, they have these things that they do to regulate the profession. So for example, they create policies and guidelines for the profession. They will oversee the content and the examination process of the provincial um, licensing exam. So each of the regulated provinces will have their own licensing exams. They're responsible for information on becoming a massage therapist. They also have or house the public register for all regulated massage therapists or registered massage therapists in the province. Each of the colleges will have a quality assurance program. So in other words, the college prescribes and evaluates continuous quality improvement for its members and the college publishes a list of courses that may be used as continuing education for um, registrants to keep up to date on um, new information or how they can go about improving their practice and part of the quality insurance program is a peer assessment so you would have another massage therapist who's been trained by the college to come in and and assess you um, and your practice, uh, your practice location and the general activities of your practice and make sure you're up to standard. The college will also involve themselves in public education as well as media relations, professional education, and the last of the major things, they will handle complaints and discipline uh, of their members whenever there are situations of misconduct, incapacity, or incompetence. So we know that there are four regulated provinces in Canada, these being Ontario, British Columbia, Newfoundland, and New Brunswick. And there's been a move in education, and it's actually really cool. So there, of these four regulated provinces, education is slightly different in terms of the number of hours that need to be completed in the massage therapy program. So for example, in Ontario, it's 
2200 hours or kind of used to be and i'll explain what i mean by used to be it used to be a 2200 hour program meaning that all of the massage therapy curriculum needs to be issued or carried forth in a 2200 hour um, design curriculum design and within the 2200 hours you have all of your different course content those things being uh, pathological treatments uh, orthopedic assessments ethics and law um, biomechanics physiology anatomy um, what else neurology business management and your clinical practicum like those are just some examples of the types of courses or the material within a massage therapy program and so like i said toronto or not toronto ontario <laughs> toronto's the center of the universe ontario has a 2200 hour program british columbia i believe is just over 3000 hours um, Newfoundland, I'm just riffing here, I don't, I don't remember offhand, but you can always go check it out and, you know, shoot me an email and tell me I'm wrong, that's awesome too. Um, Newfoundland and New Brunswick, I think they model themselves after what, uh, what Ontario does, and therefore theirs is about 2200 hours. Anyway, so that being said, there has always been a desire amongst the regulatory colleges to have accreditation of the massage therapy programs at these various schools. So before we get into the whole concept of accreditation, let's understand how the massage therapy institutions work or the massage therapy programs at the different schools. Massage therapy, typically you can obtain a diploma. So in Canada, you have to have some sort of college diploma in massage therapy in the regulated provinces and having that diploma is one of the components that makes you eligible to write the licensing exam so once I've gone to one of these massage therapy programs at the various schools whether they are a community college which typically is a longer program because you know community colleges operate a little different because they have the requirements for diplomas so you have your core massage therapy education plus your electives that you'd have to take that qualify you to have a community college diploma specializing in massage therapy and then we have another route that you can go and the majority of people actually go this route and those would be a private career college and the attraction for a private career college is that you can have your massage therapy education done in a much shorter span of time because there are no electives that you'd have to that you'd have to complete to obtain your massage therapy diploma unlike a community college so you can go to a private career college and get your schooling done really quick because there are typically no breaks or you can select a program that doesn't have any breaks. In other words, it might run for 18 months or 22 months without really a break. So no summer off, no reading week, no that kind of stuff. And the program is just the massage therapy core. So there are, like I said, there are no electives. Anyway. So those are the two major places that you can go for massage therapy in Canada, a community college or a private career college. And there has been this big move for accreditation. So I think we should probably define what accreditation is before we start talking about it.
Accreditation refers to the approval by an independent agency that the education program meets pre-approved standards. So we're talking about two separate things here when it comes to accreditation and institutions. So we have a facility accreditation and then we also have a program specific accreditation. So they're very different. So you can go to a school that is accredited, but they might not have that particular program accredited. So in other words, a third party hasn't come in and evaluated that specific program and weighted against predefined standards and given it its stamp of yeah approval saying yes, your program meets these predefined standards. So if we back this whole thing up, there has been a long-standing history of the regulated provinces wanting to have an accreditation body that would go into these massage therapy programs and weigh them out against a predefined standard and decide, yes, this program meets standard and therefore we can accredit this program. And really the only place that had this happening was in British Columbia. So British Columbia had their own accreditation kind of operation going on where the College of Massage Therapists of British Columbia would, ha they had their own organization where they would go in and approve programs or accredit programs. Now there's a big push to have standardized massage therapy education right across the country. And the whole point of that is for labor mobility. In other words, if I'm a massage therapist in Ontario, you know, if, if education is standardized and the licensing exams are standardized, in other words, we're all learning the same things and we're all being evaluated the same way right across the country, then labor mobility shouldn't be an issue. I should be able to obtain my license in Ontario and then also very easily obtain my license in another regulated province like British Columbia um, with the exception of having to do maybe a couple things like taking courses and examination, being evaluated and understanding healthcare law because that's going to be different from province to province. So the there has been a creation of an accreditation body in Canada and they're really charged about um, accrediting massage therapy education within the regulated provinces. Now the unregulated provinces, they also can voluntarily choose to uh, opt for accreditation and then be audited to, to meet these predefined standards. So the, the um, organization that we're talking about here is the Canadian Massage Therapy Council for Accreditation. And what they've done is they've created, um, this is way back when, maybe 2013-ish, they created a document called the Interjurisdictional Competency Document. And once that was accepted by the four, regula the four regulated provinces, these provinces went ahead and started to design their their licensing exams based on this interjurisdictional competency document, which pretty much highlights or outlines what content needs to be in a massage therapy curriculum and how the massage therapy student needs to be evaluated, how what competencies and how they need to be evaluated. And this had been adopted for all of the regulated provinces to have the licensing exam reflect that information. 
So then the next logical step is to go into the massage therapy educational institutions and make sure that they are teaching to this interjurisdictional competency document. Which brings us back to the idea of the amount of time it takes for you to go to school. So now that this interjurisdictional competency document is in existence and the accreditation process has started, schools are no longer held to a certain number of hours of training. It is strictly competency-based, not hourly-based anymore. So, in other words, if an educational institution can get all of these competencies into their curriculum and teach it and evaluate students according to, the, to this document, and they can do it in a year and a half or a year or whatever the case is, that's fully acceptable. So, you're probably going to start to see schools pop up with different types of uh, massage therapy education programs formatted really, really differently. Like maybe one-year programs or maybe just just over one year. And that is really kind of a marketing tool to attract people to come in and do their massage therapy education really, really fast and then get and get out into the workforce and get on with their new life really, really quick. So this is all super interesting to me because this is, I'm not quite sure of the date of which these, this uh, CMTCA, Canadian Massage Therapy Council for Accreditation, is looking to have all of the schools become accredited by. I, I, I think I read somewhere they're looking at 2020 as their deadline to have all of the schools approved. Um, but it's really interesting to, to see how some educational institutions are going forward with this. Like, for example, there aren't many that have gone through the whole process. So there's a, there's a community college in, um, in Toronto called Humber College, and they have an advanced diploma in massage therapy. They've already gone through the accreditation process. They're an accredited school. They're accredited program. Um, there's a, a, a couple schools out in British Columbia that have gone through the process. So there haven't been many that have gone through that process yet. And it's really interesting to, f to see how schools are now changing what they do to meet this new criteria. So we're going to have a chance to sit down to talk to someone, and I'll, I'll save on who he is until we get a chance to sit down with him, who's involved in going into the different massage therapy programs at the schools and auditing auditing and surveying the program to see if it meets standard. So I'm really interested to kind of hear what this process is like. I mean, we can read about it on the different web pages, but I think it's going to have a whole different feel when we actually hear it coming from one of the auditors. So if you're into massage therapy education, and you should be, even if you know, you've been practicing for many, many years, and you're like, oh, what the hell do I care about education? You know, I'm well beyond that. I'm a seasoned massage therapist. I don't really give a shit. You kind of should give a shit because it is your profession and these are going to be the new you know newbies of the profession and they're the ones that you're going to be working with and working for and I think it might be really interesting to see you know what the difference is in terms of potentially their knowledge base and that 
entry to practice knowledge compared to what you had and what you have right now and hopefully you know if you're a seasoned massage therapist you've been continuing to grow but you know this is this is going to turn out to be really interesting and the most interesting part to me is is this actually going to make a difference in the quality of the therapist that ends up coming out of school doing their licensing exam and entering the workforce because ultimately if it doesn't make a difference in the world then this whole process just seems to be a big money spending spin the wheels for no goddamn reason at all so i think that's something that should be of interest to all therapists especially when it comes down to our fees and what we pay the regulated provinces to be members and therefore to hold the title as registered massage therapist because the formation of this this governing body the canadian massage therapy council for accreditation and that actually grew out of a a another another organization called the federation of massage therapy regulatory authorities of canada they kind of developed this whole process and therefore created that canadian massage therapy council for accreditation and all of this shit costs money and it's really interesting to understand where the money comes from. So, for example, we recently had a major fee spike in our registration in Ontario. Well, you know, I'm thinking how much of this is actually going towards funding for the accreditation process. And, you know, as a therapist who's been practicing for over... 10 years I'm in like my 14th or 15th year you lose track after a amount of time I say to myself well my membership fees are going up and I and if you're going to tell me the reasons why and this is one of the reasons I can't figure it out yet if I have a problem with it because on one hand I say yes I should really care about massage therapy education um because you know I'm a member of the massage therapy community especially if it's going to make a difference in the quality of therapists that actually enter into the workforce but if it doesn't and part of my registration money is going towards funding for accreditation at the at the education level of which I am you know more than a decade removed I'm I'm actually not quite sure how I feel about that so these are just some ideas. Again, I don't have any concrete facts in front of me that says, yes, the College of British Columbia, the College of Massage Therapists of BC, the College of Massage Therapists of Ontario, of Newfoundland, of New Brunswick, yes, they've funneled funds into the accreditation process, but I can't imagine that they have not. Anyway, so that's just something to, to, to sit on, to think about. And uh, we're going to have a chance to sit down, like I said, with one of many people that are involved in this process, at least on the, the, the front lines level. We're going to get to talk to this gentleman who is an auditor and surveyor, and he goes into the schools and uh, creates reports, and that will allow for a school to be accredited or not. So stay tuned for that. Sorry about the lengthy rambling, but hey, what the hell? Why not? It's a podcast after all. My name is Mark. You've been listening to two massage therapists and a microphone. Listen, subscribe. Talk to you soon.